everybody. Um, welcome back to the Easy Score Podcast. Um, this is going to be a little bit different um, just because scheduling with Sacco and I hasn't really worked out with him being in school and playing basketball and me um, working full time. Um, I'm currently recording this at 3.15 um, Arizona time, so Mountain Standard time on Sunday, November 24th. The Chicago Bears just beat the New York Giants and I'm talked to Zacho and him and I agreed like it, it's still our podcast but I'm gonna do a couple episodes just myself and reaction to some games or something like that and so I'm gonna take this time and react and say my take on the Chicago Bears win against the Giants um the Bears improved to five and six um with their win today against the Giants and the playoff hopes for the Bears are still alive now, um, which a lot of people wouldn't think it is. But statistically, we are still in the playoffs. Um, looking at the standings right now, we are eighth with the tiebreaker. We own the tiebreaker with the Eagles um, based on the percentage in our conference games. So we are eighth in the NFC right now. Um, we need to get to six. So, um, we're five and six. The Rams are ahead of us at six and four. Rams play Monday night against the Ravens. Ravens are a good team. So, Chicago fans and all Bears fans, we are Raven fans. Um, and then Dallas is six and four. Seattle's nine and two. Minnesota is eight and three. So it help if Dallas wins or if Dallas loses tonight, well today, technically right now, against the Patriots. Um so this week, um Bears fans, this is coming out after, obviously, but um as it as of this recording, we're Patriots fans. Monday night we're Ravens fans. Um the Saints won against the Panthers, which was huge for us because the Panthers would have been ahead of us. But with them losing today and going to five and six, we moved up to eight. So Bears looked, and I'm going to say this, Bears looked outstanding. I am as happy as I have been with the Bears offense. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, Mitch threw four 278 yards, one TD, and two picks. Um, both picks were somewhat ill-advised. The second one was more ill-advised than the first one. I'll get into that quickly in a little bit. But Mitch, I'm a firm believer in Mitch, always will be. And he proved today what kind of quarterback he is. Mitch isn't a pocket quarterback Mitch isn't that slow down tempo pocket quarterback typical like a Drew Brees quarterback Mitch is a he wants that fast-paced offense that's what he ran in North Carolina when he was there in college that's what we did last year when we were productive and look at what he did today he was 25 of 41 270 yards and I mean Allen Robinson six catches 131 yards 
and Robinson easily could have had more yards if there weren't some penalties called, but that's going to be talked about in a couple minutes. But Mitch looked like the Mitch that I fell in love with and the Mitch that every Chicago fan fell in love with last year. Um, yes, it is, take it with a grain of salt because it is the Giants who now go to 2-9, and nine, but the Giants' defense is a solid defense. I mean, it's not the best, but it is a great defense. Or not great, but good defense. Um, looking forward, before I get into the game more, looking forward, we have the Lions Thanksgiving, um, 10.30 uh, Mount Spec- Mountain Central Time, like my time, Arizona time, so 11.30 um, Central Time. Um, last year, we beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. Um, I personally don't think Matthew Stafford's going to play because Stafford is out with a back injury, and he hasn't played the last two weeks, I think it is now. Three. Three weeks. He didn't play against us was the first week. So three weeks in a row, no Stafford. The Lions lost today to the Redskins. I think that they bench Stafford for the year. I think his season's done with them being 3-7-1. and one their season's over. So I think that that's going to be good for the Bears. Um, Bears had easily can improve to 6-6 six and six next week. Well, not next week, in four days on Thursday. Um, <coughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, getting into the game. My takes on this game, like I said, Mitch looked like the Mitch that I fell in love with. And... For that to have happened, I have to give credit to Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy pl- did his play calling that he usually did where it was upbeat, it was tempoed, it was not it wasn't containing Mitch. <coughs> Sorry. It wasn't containing Mitch in the pocket. It was <coughs> letting Mitch be Mitch and go out and pass the ball and scramble and gain that extra yards and everything. Mitch ran for a touchdown, like a four-yard touchdown run. But Mitch is Mitch when he uses his legs. He's not going to be a Lamar Jackson bolting 70 yards down for a touchdown, spinning around defenders and all that. But Mitch is going to be a quarterback that extends the plays and gives his time. It gives his receivers time to gain that extra four or five yards or that separation that they need to make that catch. So Nagy called a... I'm not going to say flawless game, play calling-wise. <coughs> oh, excuse me. But Nagy did call a good game, play calling-wise. Um, the one play that really stood out to me for Nagy was the fourth and three or whatever on our 27-yard line, fourth quarter, fourth or early fourth or late third or something like that. He had Mitch and the offense out there. And then about 20 seconds left on the play clock, they come on to the sideline. Puncher goes out. The Giants didn't have time to get their punt returner out there. So Janoris Jenkins, their corner, had to go out there. Pat O'Donnell booted one. And Cordell Patterson sprinted down that sideline while he was able to because they had a, the Giants couldn't get their personnel out. Took advantage of that. Patterson saved the ball from going into the end zone, and they went down on the three, four-yard line. That's 
was the Nagy that everybody loved last year, and that's the Nagy that we need for the rest of this year. Um, the Bears' defense had some moments um, on that ensuing Giants drive when after that punt. They did end up going and scoring and making it a 19-14 game. Defense had some slip-ups. Um, Prince slipped on the fourth, fourth down, gave the receiver the um, first down and more. But overall, Khalil Mack got a sack, forced, a forced fumble. He had, I think, four or five quarterback pressures. Khalil Mack looked like the Khalil Mack that everybody loves. And... I'm going to say this, Khalil Mack is back because of the inside presence. Eddie Goldman was there, and um, Nick Williams. Both of those guys were dominant up front. And so that's what we need for Khalil to be able to go out on that edge. You can't have a <coughs> – sorry. You can't have somebody double-teaming Khalil and expect Khalil to be godly like he was last year when he had Akeem Hicks and Eddie in the middle. So, this defensive performance was in the right stepping stone. And we get Akeem Hicks back week 15, and I think that's just going to improve Khalil. That's going to improve Eddie. That's going to improve Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd had a great game, very underrated. Not He wasn't in the stat sheet a ton, I don't think, but he put pressure on Daniel Jones a lot. And that's what I liked about Leonard Floyd. That's what I've always liked about Floyd. Um, I remember it was the fourth down that sealed the game. Um, fourth and four, Giants had the ball, fourth quarter. Um, Leonard Floyd lined up on the inside of the defense, like on the line. And Leonard Floyd didn't go right away. He spied on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones rolled out to the right. Leonard Floyd then followed him, rolled out to the left. Leonard followed him and met him and pressured and forced Daniel to do a not ill-advised throw, but a more pressured throw that Prince was able to bat away and got a turnover on downs that sealed the game. So the defense looked, as always, great. Not great, but very, very solid. A championship-caliber defense. The offense looked like how the offense looked last year. Mitch was running it's not smoothly, but effective. I didn't say smoothly because... He had those two picks. The first one was not Mitch's fault, and I was texting Ambone and him and I were texting throughout the whole game. Um, I when Mitch threw that, um, he asked why does he throw that. I said it's not his fault. It's or he said he he jinxed it because he was saying Mitch was looking really good, and then Mitch threw that pick, and he said, "Well, I jinxed it." I said it's not Mitch's fault, and he and I explained. And then the announcers then showed, and they explained it. Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller both were there. Allen Robinson didn't cut in as much as he needed to. And so Alex Ogletree, who was guarding Allen Robinson, dropped back on in zone, was able to cover both of those guys. And so that's what, what caused the pick. Anthony Miller would have been open if Allen Robinson would have cut in three yards shorter. So I, I'm not putting that first pick on Trubisky. That second pick, that was on Trubisky. I'm going to put that as an ill-advised throw. He should have just honestly taken a sack. He chuck, tried to chuck it down to 
um, Gabriel, I think it was, and he was about five yards short, got picked off. It was just not the best throw, and Trubisky, I think, was just in his head, uh, not in his head in a bad way, but in his head in a good way. He was having a great game. He thought he could make that throw, and he didn't. Luckily, it didn't cost us the game. Um, another thing that I want to say that is on Nagy, slightly and on Trubisky. Um, after the Bears got the touchdown from Trubisky running in, we went to go for two. Called a timeout, two seconds left on play clock. We're going to get the play. At that point, I think you just go kick the field goal and make it a 22-7 game. Yeah, something like that. Something, 27 or like, I don't know what it was. I don't know, but I would have just gone for the so the extra point at that point after calling a timeout, don't go for that two. And then what happened was got the two, then they called an offensive pass interference on Allen Robinson, which I don't get how Allen, that was an offensive pass interference. And that goes back to refs. I'm going to talk about the refs all together after this. Allen Robinson was cutting it. Um, I'm going to just wait on that. So that happens. So we get backed up 10, 15 yards, something like that. And then, um, Urban, number 92, Urban, decides to run onto the field as we're trying to, as we're going to go for the extra point, get the flag, and then we got to go put back five more yards. So it turns out to be a 48-yard extra point or 43-yard or whatever. And I'm texting my mom as this, and my mom's ahead of me because I'm streaming on NFL Sunday ticket. So it's on a delay, and she goes, just wait after the, and that was during the whole they were calling the pass interference on Allen. And I was like, okay, like that's all it was. And then I saw Mitch go back and or not Mitch, um, Eddie have to kick from 40 plus and Embon and I have this thing where we text and we don't know, we don't understand this. Eddie Pinero cannot kick from 40 to 49 yards. If it's in front of 40 or if it's past 49, so 20 to 39 or 50 to 55, he's money. But once you get in that 40 to 49 yard range, Eddie can't make it. And so that I, it was 43 yarder. And I texted my mom right before it happened. I said, he misses it to the left guarantees. And Eddie missed the extra point to the left. And luckily that didn't cost us a game, but Eddie, Eddie Panera, for the sake of Chicago Bears fans, please, please figure out how to make a freaking 40 to 49-yard field goal. I mean, it's just outrageous to this point. Like, I'm sorry, Eddie. I like you. I want you on the Bears. But if you can't make a 40 to 49-yarder, I mean, I know those aren't chip shots. They're not. But you missed two last week. It's just like Matt Embon, Matt was talk, texting me. He goes, I just don't trust Eddie from 40 to 49. 
And I don't either. And I don't think any Chicago sports fan should. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. Hopefully he figures it out and this Bears can go on and run the table. As Like I said, playoff hopes aren't over. Um, they're still in the hunt. They're eighth now in the NFC. So only two spots away from the playoffs. So a lot of people last year were saying that, or last week were saying that season's done. But we got some favorable games that happened today, and then we won. So we're still in it. And as of now, the Patriots are up 10 and nothing, which on the Cowboys, that's big for us as well. So that's going to be 10 to 3. Sorry. So that's going to be good for us if the Patriots hold on to that. So it's just like, hold on, Bears. We got this. Let's just let this season play out. Hopefully we get this. Um, The last point of this game I wanted to talk about was the referees. And I was furious. Furious. Allen Robinson, I was saying, could have had a bigger play, more yards if it wasn't for penalties. He had a 60-yard catch and called back for illegal hands to the face on um, Cody Whitehair, I think it was. And they showed the replay, and no hands were even close to the face. Cody had his arm, his hands up, pushing up on the defender's shoulder pads and pushing up and forward, exactly how you're supposed to block. The announcers even said it, and and Bone and I are texting. He's saying it. Like, it's just Blaine and the crew that the Bears had today lead, the announcer said, lead the NFL in holding calls. And I don't think I had seen that many holding calls or defensive holding calls that just were honestly questionable for both sides. I mean, the refs are refs, and um, I ended up not recording this right after the Bears game because – I ended up turning on the Saints and the Panthers game because I was going down to wire and they the Saints fans started yelling, chanting, refs, you suck. And they do. The holding calls are up than any other season this year. I don't understand how or why. I mean, like let a lot of them aren't holding though. I mean, like I could figure out, I mean, there's about three on the Bears and two or three on the Giants that were called that weren't holding. I mean, or like penalties that shouldn't have counted. Like the Allen Robinson pass interference, that shouldn't have been on because Allen Robinson's going around and Allen Robinson runs a two two yards, gets to the goal line, slants, and then he goes two yards to the left. Then what he does is he turns around and that's it. That's the play. That's his route that he runs. He runs that. He's ran that so many times and so many NFL receivers run that route and while they're doing that Gabriel is running out to the far python the right python the pylon and a defender runs into Allen Robinson and they call a pass interference on that I just don't understand how that's a pass interference if that's an NFL route that a lot of NFL players and teams do and then illegal hands to the face and there's um there's like a holding or False start is something that I I was questionable about on the Bears. The Giants had those calls as well. So it, luckily it did go both ways of uh, bad calls. But 
overall, Bears 5-6. and six. Playoff hopes aren't dead yet. I'm not giving up on the Bears' playoff hopes. And I'm not giving up on Mitch. I'm not giving up on Maggie. Let's see how this season goes, Bears fans. It's going to be an interesting couple days at practice leading up to in Detroit against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Hopefully we win that. And my personal opinion, I don't think Stafford's going to play. Um, M. Bone texted me asking if I thought Stafford was going to be end up playing. And I said no. I think with he texted me that after I texted him saying they just lost to the Redskins. And I said the fact that they lost, their season's done. I don't see them bringing Stafford in anymore. I think they're going to just write Driscoll, let Stafford sit with that back injury. So we will see. Um, that's my take on the Bears game today. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I'm going to be doing more of these, and I'm going to have friends on and other stuff. But don't worry, the normal podcast of Zacho and I are is going to be coming back. Um, we just haven't been able to do it with the scheduling. And hopefully you guys enjoy this because I'm enjoying doing this, and I wouldn't mind doing it um, after the game Thursday and then after next week, like two weeks and everything, doing this for Bears games. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.